So uh, I'm your host, Kenneth, and with me is co-host Greg. Yep, that's me. And we're here to talk about the most requested game for Retrofecta, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Is it really the most requested? So who, it, how how many people did it requested this? Grand, okay, so yeah, we our viewer count isn't that, that high, but it's still six or seven people have asked for this, which is about six or seven times more than any other specific game so that's fascinating yeah okay and it's it's one of those i'd never played it i tangentially have heard about it but it was never really on my radar but apparently people love this growing up so wow okay yeah i i never had the experience uh never had the pleasure as you will Mm -hmm. uh of playing this when i was younger um, I'm sure I would look at it very differently now oh, if that yeah. were the case. Yeah, it's uh, like thinking about how I liked He-Man growing up versus trying to go back and watch it now and going, Ooh, it's oh, real oh no. <laughs> yeah, no, it's real. Even, you know, like the old Ninja Turtles cartoon was mm-hmm. just so, oh, it was hard to watch. Yeah. So uh, th- this one's for all of you because we are, oh, actually, and the reason we're doing this also, uh, we have found out that apparently... Video games get longer as you grow up, and uh, sinking thirty hours into Majora's Mask in a in a month is kind of tough. So we're we're doing a new rotating schedule where we're actually breaking out of the original uh, Zelda, Mario, and Metroid trifecta that we've been doing, and looking at some of the other retro, mostly Nintendo, Super Nintendo games that that people love and that you know we we should have been playing, but that weren't thirty hours long. To yeah, play. yeah, yeah. It was it was very nice being able to hop into this and just, you know, play for four or five hours and really get the gist of the game mm-hmm. and, and not feel like, oh, man, I if I don't play another 20 hours of this, I'm, I'm missing out on this cool ending. However, you'll still suck after oh, yeah. 20 hours. Yeah, I, I would imagine so. Based on how bad I was after uh, five hours in, I don't see that changing much. You probably <laughs> not. So Zombies Ate My Neighbors, LucasArts game. When did it come out? Uh, it... In a weird first for us, it released in North America uh, initially, and the, what, July 19th, 1993, so almost 25 years ago, and then uh, early January 1994, it hit in um, EU, Japan, and everywhere else. Now, did this start on, uh, do we know if this was originally an arcade game before it was a console game, or was it a console game first? It looked like just fully console game. Um with it being, I don't think LucasArts really did many arcade games. And actually, this was outside their normal wheelhouse, too, because they were mostly mm-hmm. uh, point-and-click adventure games. Oh, so yeah. I, I assume somebody there just got kind of bored and was like, I, I want to mix it up, boss. Let's see what we can do. And to this game's credit, a lot of that same art style that you saw in games like Monkey, uh, 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 Escape from Monkey Island. Yeah, and or Day of the Tentacle. Day of the Tentacle. You saw a lot of that same type of art style with this game. The, yeah, the sprites sure. are gorgeous. Like, yeah. Very, very well made. And the, each of the uh, the arenas that they kind of plop you down in is very beautifully made. And very. Uh, you could tell a lot of effort went into constructing it in a, a very specific way. Oh, sure. Because they're, they're each one so radically different, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you start out and it's like a backyard barbecue with neighbor stuff. And then you're in a mall. And then, oh, you know, it's like aliens and cheerleaders and yep. it's just so drastically changing and here's a haunted level. castle yeah and here's a hedge maze and, and yeah a giant baby that's running around and oh my god that, <laughs> you know what uh, can we cuss on this podcast yes fuck that baby yeah that baby was horseshit <laughs> was was it's just the worst oh my god and that that actually is another thing that i wanted to talk about was enemy variety is awesome yeah. there are so many different types of enemies that you encounter in this game Including the little dudes that, the little, like, 
baby things that throw hatchets at you. Oh, those things were terrifying. Oh, screw those things, because yeah. then you kill them, and then they turn into, like, a little fireball and come at you, and yeah. ugh, it's terrifying. Yeah, man, I, I don't even... Sorry, those babies got into my head. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. I, I Apparently, fighting babies is not my jam. Uh, <laughs> so... Actually, uh, also the first game that we've gone through that dual released on something other than Nintendo. This this was also out on the Genesis, and um, as with a decent amount of games at that time, was a lot bloodier on that system. Oh yeah, it, they Nintendo came in and said, "No, you know all that blood. What if you made a green slime instead?" So everything was very slimy in this release. I actually was very surprised because we both played this on. Uh... The, the Wii Virtual Console, yeah, yeah? yeah? Or I think you had it on the Wii U, and I had it on the well, Wii Well, yeah, so Wii U is just basically emulating the exact same thing, VC yeah. anyway. Um, and I, I was actually really surprised by how little blood there was for how much violence there is mm-hmm. in this game. There's a lot of violence. Yeah, yeah, and I, I looked at some videos of the, the Sega version, and it was it was a lot goopier. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So, but I mean, you had that same thing, in, uh, especially in Mortal Kombat, I think, was oh, the yeah. other big example of that. Um, was it just like, you know, and in the uh, the edited version of Mortal Kombat, it's sweat coming off yeah, their brow. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Puppies and kittens when somebody's head gets ripped off and there's like candy spilling out. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, oh, this is nice. <laughs> I see this was localized for the Americas. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, um, also getting into uh, both Europe and Australia, they, they changed the name to Just Zombies because apparently the Ate My Neighbors part was, was too violent for them. So it one of the more heavily region localized games that that i've seen in a, um which is interesting oh, yeah. like and it's it's so strange now you know and this was 25 years ago but you look at now and just like you've got elite sniper where you get close-up x-rays of a dude's dick getting shot off yeah and, and then in this like uh you know killing jason with a hatchet is is yeah edited out yeah. so uh what were some of the other things about the game that you thought were really really well done I really like the weapon variety. I, oh, yeah. I thought that was cool. I thought it was weird that your starting squirt gun had ammo. I didn't like that at first, but then they give you so much that it didn't actually matter anyway, but that mm-hmm. just seemed like an odd design choice. Um, there was a really, really big variety of weapons that you could pick up, and mm-hmm. they were all hidden throughout the level. Yeah. And they actually mattered, too. Like, I, I stumbled across the fact that uh, Silverware does hell more damage to werewolves and See, stuff like that. Now you say that, and I didn't realize that. And I'd played, I, I think I did maybe uh, 10 or 11 run throughs of this game. And it kind of almost reminded me of like uh, Spelunky these days where like, you know, you do a, a run through and you're going really, really far in the game. And then you find something that you didn't know was going to kill you in one hit and it kills you in one. Yeah. Hit. Uh, this game will throw enemies at you, and all of those items that you had been picking up in those little hide uh, hideaway places, in all of the you know refrigerators and cabinets mm-hmm. and trash cans that you pick up, all of those in some way can be really really effective against certain enemies. Yeah, yeah. You initially grab and you're like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen." And three levels later, you're like, "Oh my god, I'm so glad I had twenty of these." Yeah, silverware. See, I didn't even know. I went into this game blind mm-hmm. again, never playing it before in my life, uh, and I had no idea that the werewolves were weak against silverware. But it totally makes logical sense yeah. now that you think about it. Yeah, yeah. I really like a very destructible levels too. Like you yeah. get the bazooka and you're. All of a sudden, oh, you know, this door's locked. Eh, I'll just go through the wall next to it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Um, and I don't know. Other than that, it was it was definitely a game that I played. Uh, <laughs> it, it happened, and I experienced it. So one of the things uh, that I wanted to talk about, because you were talking about weapon variety, was 
the problem with the inventory system. Oh, my uh, It gosh. did not age well. No. Um, because you have so many different types of weapons, and this game requires you to flip to the specific weapon that you need very quickly, it becomes very difficult to do so mm-hmm. when you have to cycle through, and there's only one direction you can go to cycle yeah. through all 25 of these items that you pick up. Yeah, the pause menu should have had just a grid with everything you have and just, oh, okay, I'm fighting this. Let me pause and quickly jump over to the appropriate weapon where it just it was frustrating instead. And I guess kind of maybe that's what they were trying to convey where I would basically be running screaming while cycling through my weapons until I got the right one. Flip around, kill the thing. But it and, you know, so much of this, maybe I would have liked it more at the time when I didn't know better. But it just it mostly just frustrated me now. Oh, yeah. A lot of those game mechanics really did not age well. The The fact that, um, you know, aiming and shooting was is kind of finicky as it yeah. is. Uh, oh, God, that's so frustrating when you play something like Binding of Isaac that is so precise. Mm-hmm. Or you play, like, almost literally any other game that's yeah. come out since. Uh, you're like, wow, this is very, very precise. Versus the, yeah, the imprecise, yeah, well, you can kind of aim at that guy that's off to a, an angle, and you kind of can't. Yeah. Oh, I'm two pixels too far up, so what, it just kind of passes right through their head instead of actually impacting. Exactly. And this is actually a game I could really get behind uh, doing a, a modern remake of. Oh, and absolutely, just make yeah. it into a full uh, t- dual dual stick shooter, and it, just because the, the design of it, and, ugh, I don't know, it... It could have been so much more. I I really kind of regret not playing it growing up because I think I would have loved it at that point, but it it just didn't click with me this time. One of the games that it reminded me of most was Toe Jam and Earl, actually. I I could see that, yeah. Um, Where where Toe Jam and Earl was more explorative, this one had a time limit because you only had a certain amount of time before all of the neighbors, the survivors get eaten, yeah. Um. (laughs) And trying to find all of them was really interesting, but also kind of frustrating. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize until much later on in my playthroughs that there was a mini-map that kind of told you where people are. Oh, man. So I just kind of was wandering around the map, and then... Yeah, okay, so you you, you were uh, playing on the hard mode, basically. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Check. Okay. Yeah, it... I I don't know, I I don't know what to talk about with this one. He's at a loss for words, yeah. It, and actually, Toe Jam and Earl was another one of those games that a couple of my friends, you know, early, early 2000s, so a while ago, but still decently after it came out, were just super talking up its virtues. So I, I tried it because I had a Super Nintendo at that point still. And I was just like, man, I. That was don't one of those like games, game. too. Yeah. I'm just going to go back to playing Halo now. Hmm. One of the. So around that same time frame, there were games for the Sega Genesis that were like Kid Chameleon, which I played a lot of growing up. Mm-hmm. And that might be another one that we play for Retrofecta maybe in the future. But that game, oh my God, the, the variety of things that you can do and the variety of enemies that you come up against and just the variety of uh, 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 level design that you encounter as well. I was very impressed with Zombies Ate My Neighbors for how much unique level design there was. Oh, Granted, yeah. I think I only got to... I, I don't remember what the, the castle's name is. I think that was like level 7 or 8. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was as far as I was able to go. Okay, okay. I don't... How many, how many levels are in this game? There's... 48 levels and 6 bonus levels. Oh, wow. So, yeah, okay. yeah, there's... You, you could really play through it a lot. And interestingly, they apparently wanted to put a, a battery backup into it for proper saves, but it just... 
they they were still kind of a new studio and it was going to cost too much per cartridge, so mm-hmm. they ended up with that uh, password the, the password system, system yeah. which which works and then definitely I think gets a kind of cool communal thing where um you can go to school the next day and be like oh man you know I I finally got through level thirty six here's the password if you want to check it out now now however one thing the passwords will only move you to that level. That's all it does. You will not get any of the items that yeah. you were supposed to pick up throughout the course of those, you know, 37 levels. Yeah, that you show up jumping. real naked. <laughs> yeah. And it's all bad. Which also explains, though, why uh, it seems like a lot of the starting areas in each level have a goodly amount of weapons strewn right around there. Because oh, yeah. otherwise you would just be completely boned. Mm-hmm. So. And it did It did feel like there were uh, themes for every, what was it, three or four levels or five levels. There was like a theme that mm-hmm. kind of went along. So the first couple of levels were all that backyard, neighborhood, barbecue thing with a uh, shopping mall strewn in. And yeah. then where I where I kind of stopped playing um, the Haunted Castle, I imagine that things kind of became a little bit more gothic and uh, more themed towards, like, classic movie monsters mm-hmm. towards that area. And then, I don't know, maybe it went to, like, an alien spaceship later. Or... Yeah, it looked like they had aliens. You end up out in the forest. Uh, yeah. Interestingly, for the EU, uh, they, they didn't like the whole Texas chainsaw massacre thing so all of that was replaced with lumberjacks um why i don't know but <laughs> well see now I'm, I'm just i'm trying to imagine what this looks like because you've got those little you know jason guys with their chainsaws like running around and doing spinny things i'm assuming that there would I, be like yeah, i think they just spun around with big axes and plaid stuff. dudes with big <laughs> beards coming at you with an axe i'm yeah. like you know in 2018 i'm going wow it's a fucking hipsters coming after me <laughs> he wants me to listen to the new sufjan stevens cd and it's god that's terrifying <laughs> what are you doing oh ah. <laughs> yeah that... what else <laughs> and that so so that actually is kind of the problem with this game is that at this point we've pretty much covered about everything that there is. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, there's a lot of secrets in every level, and there's a lot of things to pick up, and there's really not a whole lot of strategy. There's really not a whole lot of... Uh, there's no story, really, no. that I could discern, aside from, well, there's zombies and monsters, and you yeah. just have to find go, a way to kill, kill them. kill them, save the survivors. Pretty uh, much. An interesting thing I didn't know until reading up about it uh, just this morning, um, however many survivors you save in one level you only get that many in the next level but then every ten thousand points you get one survivor back so it it actually like it because it initially is like oh you know who cares if i really save these survivors and then i was noticing like oh man the later levels have less survivors that's weird but no it's just it's it's because you were were, garbage yeah yeah, yeah, they were getting murdered do better (laughs) i tried but instead i got punched by a giant baby oh my god the giant baby (laughs) ah And I don't even remember how I got past that. I think I just kept squirting it, in it until it died. It sounds so bad. I don't. That in, it's got real awkward, but yeah. Cool. In retrospect, that was uh, unfortunate word choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I popped one of the the monster potions, which just turns you into like this big hulking monster thing, and then just punched it back. And I think you're invulnerable for for that time, and that's the only way I could get through it. Because anytime I tried to step out, it would just skitter across and headbutt me and did not yeah. like no yeah screw so, the giant baby that yeah. thing can just <laughs> die in a fire and no fun 
So I actually wonder, though, um, the people who made Dead Rising, like, how much were they inspired by this game? Because you think about it, like, it shares a lot of the same It does, themes. yeah. Where you have a limited amount of time to, to find the survivor, you have a limited area to find them in. Yeah. Very wide weapon choices. Like, it, it's kind of the... You know, it, it loses the, the whole run-and-gun shooty aspect of it, but really is maybe kind of a, a spiritual sequel to this. I can see that, yeah. It's really too bad that Dead Rising became what it became, because the first yeah. game had so much potential and was so interesting. Dude, I loved the first game, and then I, I got the second and third, and just, you know, I played them maybe five hours each and just couldn't get into them the same no, way. No, yeah. So. Ah, you've got a daughter you have to care about now. Yeah. Well, like, I don't meh. care. I just want to go strap stuff onto my car and run over zombies. And then Come they on. they took away the time limit in the third one, and it was like, oh, hey, here, you could just have a bunch of zombies to fight, and it's just like, well, but why? Yeah, you need that driving motivator of, oh, I have to do this before this scenario's time before runs out. X time, yeah. yeah. You only have X, X amount of time, and you have to be answering the walkie-talkie the whole time, mm-hmm. the whole way through, and... Oh my god, achievement hunting in that game was balls hard. Yeah, yeah. So this actually did have a sequel called uh, Ghoul Patrol. Came out a year later. Wasn't supposed to be a sequel, but this was kind of a weird critical hit relative to what they were expecting to be just a a pump-and-dump game. And so um, they bought out another studio's partially developed game, remastered it a bit, released it as Ghoul Patrol, and it, it flopped, so... You know, there we are. Uh, follow your <laughs> dreams. Don't don't let the man force you into making corporate decisions. Is the moral of this story? Lucas Arts has a lot of hits mm-hmm. and very deserved hits. This one, I feel to me, while I was playing it, my first thought was, I see this as an arcade game yeah. because it it, it was it, it's the kind of thing that I felt like a bunch of kids would be playing and dumping quarters into in an, in an arcade. Oh yeah, and it and that was one of the big problems that I ran into, especially uh, going through a lot of the Nintendo games that I played for this, where it, it still felt like in early console life cycle, you, you were still very arcade driven, whereas much more, okay, you're going to play for only 20 or 30 minutes. You, you die a lot because we still have that getting you to pump quarters into a mentality. Nintendo hard crap. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like later on, I think maybe halfway through the Super Nintendo era, it really got more into, oh, you know, we we now know people are going to sit down and just play for five, six hours at a time, and we can build this bigger story. And more narrative-driven experiences. Yeah. You know, Secret of Mana, Super oh Mario RPG, games that had more than just character. Mm-hmm. And this game does have a lot of character. Oh, yeah. It's so interesting, and there's so much little interesting choices with, you know, character design and with... Uh, you know, level design, it, it it's just not quite there. It was just before that era of quality storytelling meets gameplay. Yeah, it's one of those I almost wish, like, they had come back to it in maybe 97, made it, a you know, still keep the shooter part of it, but add in a bit of RPG element. You know, you, you could level up stuff a bit, like, upgrade some of your weapons and it, it could really just have been a masterpiece game or or even as you say just refine the controls yeah and and make the inventory system a little bit more manageable than it was mm-hmm. you know and and those two things being able to pause the game check your inventory choose an item and then go i i you know i think that would be a lot more beneficial yeah it's one that could have 
really benefited from a, a true sequel and not just a, a money grab sequel. Right, exactly. So, but you know, it it was not a terrible game. I no, don't not at playing all. It. Yeah, it. I I had to. So I normally play stuff on on my giant projector, and it didn't look great on that. But then when I played it on my my Wii U's little screen, like it actually looked really good. And I had mm-hmm. to take a step back and remember, oh, you know, when this came out, people were playing like the biggest screen you had was maybe 27 inches. So right. comparing it to my projector isn't fair to the game. You blow up a pixel big enough and it's going to start looking real yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, seriously. So Gazing into the pixels of, dis- of decay <laughs> and, yeah. Mm. But, so that that's our uh, maybe kind of hot take on this game. Yeah. We, we, we definitely thank you for the suggestions, but also damn you for making us play this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I probably won't be returning to this game anytime soon. No. If it, but I will lobby really hard for it to get an eight, uh, a, to get a remake. Oh yeah, dude they they should bring one out for the Switch. Uh, you know, give it yeah. give it co op because everything needs co op. And everything a, should be on the Switch anyway. Yeah, yeah. Step one: release everything on the Switch. Absolutely everything. Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't care if it's a PlayStation. Yeah, sorry, exclusive. Sony, we're taking no, it. No, no, it's going to be on the <laughs> Switch. Final Fantasy Fifteen. It's on the Switch now. That'd be amazing. I would love that. Okay. Oh, man. And then you just play that while you're on a road trip, and it just becomes meta. <laughs> so that one I of like your, it. you know, when you stop by a uh, a gas station, you go and you pick up a couple of snacks. One of your friends goes, that's it. I have it. Yep. I've come up with a new recipe. <laughs> Dude, that game always just made me hungry is the problem. <laughs> so I found out that what they did, and I know that we're getting horribly off topic here, but I found out that what they actually did is um, they took photos of actually professionally uh, made meals okay. and rendered them in-game. Okay, that that makes me feel a bit better because I was like, they're too good at crafting this digital food. That food looks amazing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That, that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. So, moral of the story is, zombies ate my neighbors, we need more photorealism. Yes. <laughs> I just want nasty zombie parts falling off. Just in as much blood and gore as possible. You know, no squirt guns, actual yeah. guns. Oh, no, I don't know about uh, that. It just no. feels like it's... Because the squirt gun... My, my understanding of the squirt gun was that it was like holy water or something. Mm-hmm. That was what I thought it was. And again, okay, so another one of the things that we probably are not quite getting from this experience is buying it... Having the cartridge, having the book, so the much used to, to be in the game it. manual, and yeah, and that's a problem. I'm that we've sure that there was a lot. On this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure that there was so much in the game manual that would have explained a lot of the things yeah. that we struggled with. Probably like you know, your your grandpa was a priest, and his his dying thing is zombies <laughs> eating him as he blesses your squirt gun. Or something. are you trying to say that there was a story in this game at one point? I, you know, maybe there was. I. Should have probably looked up the manual, but here we are. We'll just make it up instead. You know, maybe once you beat the final boss, there is some measure of story. That would be pretty sad. Yeah. (laughs) You only get to see it 48 levels later. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, so uh, that that is Zombie Ate My Neighbors. We will be back next month for... What were we doing? Oh, uh, Star Fox 2. Oh, Um, Star Fox 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The newest and only Super Nintendo game to release in good 15 years or so. So that that should be... I'm pretty interested. I, I haven't tried it yet. Uh, I, I actually wasn't able to get one of the mini Super NESs, so I'm going to steal my coworkers. And... I, I have played a little bit of it. You're in for a treat. Nice. Okay. Yeah, because, man, I love that. Uh, original Star Fox was so good. Oh, God, yeah, it was great. Star Fox 64 just took that and just oh, amplified yeah. it and made it significantly better. Yeah. 
yeah, first one has the the nostalgia factor. Sixty four, like I we played so many four player versus games in that. Mm-hmm. Ugh, amazing. Yeah. Oh well. So till next time. Keep on gaming.